All right, everybody. Three is company on a special edition of the R&D podcast coming to you live from the East Coast, the West Coast. For my co-host, Eric Marcus, I'm Kellen Key, and our special, fantastic, fun, happy guest, Brennan Doyle, uh, who is joining us as our... Um, what are we? Are our angels liaison? Our I guess that's how we can describe it. <laughs> our angel in the outfield. There we go. There we go. Fantastic. All right. Um. Well, hey, Brennan, you're a you're an Angels fan. So outside of us, um, you know, asking you one, um, who hurt you, uh, but also, um, tell us tell us a little bit more, um, how you grew up to uh to love the angels um you know what is it like to go to an angels game um mm-hmm. man fill us fill us in on the deets um so pretty much i've been an angels fan all my life it's been kind of just a, a, a birth thing um my grandfather played for um the angels in the late 70s um so that pretty much is what sparked the angels fandom there but he also played for the braves as well so that is another tie-in to um the fandom there but um just us living in the la area chose the right side of the freeway so we're we're good there um don't have to worry about the doctors (laughs) um but just always loved going to games and we always we lived about 10 minutes away from the stadium so it was always a convenience thing to and we went all the time along with having um my grandfather would get free tickets all the time and he just got to the point where he's like yeah i'm tired of going to these games so he would just give it to us and then we would go from there um so that that's what really sparked my fandom there um all throughout my childhood and everything and then um just always watching keeping track and um then going to an angels game is um it depends when you go these past few years it's it's pretty interesting having about a couple thousand in the crowd when when you're a mediocre team but um was it the the stadium's just beautiful it has beautiful backdrop with the rock wall and just every that's 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 a i think what um what brings the most to me is showing up at least uh or two years ago when i went and um we sat first row and it was beautiful low 90s day and it was just sunny and just looked fantastic along with um, any live baseball game is great to go to um but there's just something about just angel stadium and just all the um the backdrop and everything else about about that that makes it um fantastic to just go to and enjoy it's awesome i love that how long how long did you live in that air or in orange county because you're not there now so I know you haven't been there this whole time. How long were you in Orange County? Um, we were there for about 10 years. So okay. the first 10 years of my life, and then we moved up to the wonderful Pacific Northwest. I say yeah. wonderful in quotations. <laughs> it's funny because people, at least I know people out here who glamorize the Pacific Northwest. So it's funny when someone from the Pacific Northwest, Northwest is like, yeah, it's all right. Like... <laughs> I think that's it's everybody looks at the other places like oh, I wish I lived there. I look at Cal's area and I'm like, man, I wish I lived there. And you're like, man, I wish I lived in California. Maybe I don't know. I don't. I don't. 
I had that experience. <laughs> I'm all right. $80,000 a year poverty line. I could. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's rough. That part's that's, that part's no good. Right, we, yeah. I won't get into. Nope. No, I'm going to, I'm going to continue to, uh, to coax you to move out here until you finally do, because we got it all. <laughs> we got low taxes. We've got green. Um, <laughs> our state doesn't always catch on fire. Um, <laughs> gas isn't eight dollars a gallon. Like there's a there's a lot to love about being back here. The question um, is, is the high for the week? What was today's high? So today's high was 102. Tomorrow's sure high was. will be a cool 102. Sure and will Saturday, be. Saturday, 104, 105, 105, 104. Yeah, it's gonna be rough. Yeah, but at least hey. in Angelville, it's like ninety-one. It's not so bad. Well, it was in the hundreds today, but y'all also forget that we've got over a hundred percent humidity. So, oh, so you also get a, a shower and a sauna. It just it it <laughs> works just all together. It's fine. It's all synergy. It's all exactly. synergized, and we love it. Um, Brennan, or, is yes. is all the free tickets that y'all got the reason why y'all's team doesn't have enough money to pay its players? <laughs> Um, I think that's just uh, Arne Marino, if we want to get into that. That is the definition of why we don't. I wasn't dropping names. I wasn't dropping names. but I'll gladly drop Arne Marino all day long. <laughs> oh, that man. So um, when when you were told or when you were hearing that he was planning to sell the team. I what kid were... you not. I dropped my phone and my hands were in the air raised and I was screaming because I was so excited. And then he decided not to. And then and everything went back to what it is now. But yes. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. He's he's an interesting guy. I remember when he first came out, it was like, oh, this new Hispanic guy is gonna be running the Angels, and he brought in Guerrero and a bunch of random guys that mm-hmm were of Latino base. You're like, okay, this team's going to be interesting. Jose Guillen, Francisco Rodriguez is like, okay, we got oh, a little yeah. squad over here. Jose Guillen. There's a name. Yeah. There's a name minute. you haven't heard. Mm-hmm. I'll give you another one. This wasn't an angel, but it was right around that same time. Remember Milton Bradley? No, I'm not talking about the Milton board Bradley. games. <laughs> yeah. There's some old school baseball for you, but, or like mid two thousands baseball. But yeah, I remember it was like, oh, okay, we're going to be, like it'll be interesting. Maybe the Angels will do something, and we just want mm-hmm. had just won a World Series. I was I funny because I refer to those Angels as we because I was a legit Angel fan, even though I was also a Braves fan. But I don't resonate with those Angels when they became the L.A. Angels of Anaheim. That mm-hmm. was the that was the turning yeah. point for me. That bring was back, like bring back no, Anaheim. Not. Just leave it at Anaheim. Yeah, like. It that's just it's a whole marketing thing. Like that's that's why we became the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. It's just a whole marketing thing, and um, uh, Anaheim Angels just sounds so much better. And along with the jersey, it looks so much better. I uh, mean, why stop there? Go back to being the California Angels. Just pull in the whole state. That, at, at that point, just go for it. I you know. I mean, those look Texas cool Rangers. Mm-hmm. Like, you already claimed the whole entire state of Texas. <laughs> the the A's are leaving. Um, it's an odd year, so the Giants aren't winning anything. The Dodgers are, Dodgers you know, kind of mess. So this is this is your moment. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Just take the whole state of California because why not? 
Seize the state. Seize um, so really, the question we're all wondering as an Angels fan um, is that you very unfairly have the, what I would consider to be the two top players in baseball right now. Oh, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, but you only get to keep one. <laughs> At this point, it kind of seems that way. And so who who is it that you would keep and why? Um, in terms of longevity, it, it's it's a two the way I see it, it's a two-sided coin here. Cause um for Trout, Trout's locker room presence, he's been with the team for his whole career, and just the impact he has made is fantastic. So in in terms of looking at the way our lineup and the way our roster is this season is very young, very fresh. Mike is in the dugout. Um, <clears throat> they did a piece on it to where he's like, he's in the dugout when he's either on in the off day or he's just sitting next to the younger guys coaching them and everything like that. So that kind of locker room presence is great. But mm-hmm. on the other hand, you look at the amount of time he spent on the IL over the past couple seasons. And mm-hmm. that's only in my opinion, probably going to get, either more extensive or something else like mm-hmm. the injury for um, that he's currently on completely unfortunate thing, but like it's, it's a wrist fracture. I don't mm-hmm. think you're going to come back the same, which I think you, I mean, you look at that as, as the same way of Anthony Rendon, like ever since he had that wrist issue, his swing has never been the same. He has no mm-hmm. power anymore. Um, yeah. Yeah. So he got the angel curse. He got the Vernon Wells, the Gary Matthews, mm-hmm. the Josh Hamilton, the Albert Pujols. I mean, yeah, he had some other things too, but a little bit of booger sugar, you know, that's fine. Yeah, he, um... was, he was hitting the Coke fountain there for a hot minute. Exactly. But I think in terms of overall, um, that's, that's tough because then it's the other side of how long is Shohei going to be like this for? Mm. that's the other side I look at of um, I feel like eventually because he's 29 I think he's going to sign a 10 to 12 year deal this offseason or 9 to 12 around that range well in terms of how much money he's going to get that's where I think the years are going to be a little extended that way as as much as the bank is going to be broken, um, mm-hmm. try and at least get something else added to whatever team he goes to over the next decade. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I think overall, um, it, it's it's tough. Uh, I think the way Shohei is playing is it's more than just insane. It's it is it's Shohei. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always keep thinking of that benefit or, or that thought in the back of the head of just how long is he going to do this for? Um, because like post, um, he's he's hitting fantastic. His pitching, um, has been, I'd say over his past couple starts have been pretty okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but like when he's on, he's on, and mm-hmm. kind of the same with Trout. Um, but I think overall, just based off of the locker room presence that Trout has with the younger rookies coming in, mm-hmm. I think you keep Trout. Mm-hmm. Um, just in mm-hmm. terms of like 
training that next generation that's going to take over the team. Um, and so I think that's that's where they're at now because I don't think they have any other guys on that roster um, that can fill that role. And I don't think that based off how long Mike's been with the team, I don't think that mm -hmm. Shohei will be able to fill that role for a few years. And yeah. since everyone's young, so everyone's fresh in there right now, I think that mm -hmm. Mike is the guy you want to keep. Mm -hmm. You say so, that with such remorse. Because <laughs> it's hard having, because it just proves like the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim um, are the definition of just like baseball is more than just a one or two man sport. Like, mm -hmm. You can, because that's also part of the worry of, um, say, somehow, some way, Shohei resigns, and we have them both. Um, mm -hmm. We're not going to have a ton of cap room, if that at all, for anything else. So we're just hoping that the the homegrown talent are going to be what's going to carry every other position, um, yeah. or people are going to come in, come to us on lower deals than what mm -hmm. they can, which is already hard enough with um, California taxes and everything. You already have to yeah. shell out. It's, it's definitely, I think that's a really interesting thing to think about because baseball doesn't function like basketball. It's not like mm -hmm. you can sign LeBron and everyone else will decide to play with him because he's good and he elevates the team enough that I'll take a haircut here for a year so that I can go win a chip. Like it doesn't work like that in baseball. Baseball, exactly. you can have Barry Bonds, Shohei Otani, Mike Trout, whoever. And if you don't surround yourself with a couple guys in the bullpen, uh, five reliable starters, some young guys coming up that aren't on the roster yet, but are going to fill in in the middle of the summer when it's 95 degrees out and your guys hurt, tired, or not feeling good. Like, you're going to need other dudes. And that's the hard part about baseball is you just can't do it. Like the failure rate is so high on each individual player that you can't expect one player to carry a team for the whole year. Exactly. And that's, that's case in point in Shohei's MVP season mm -hmm. was he was like, he won the MVP, but he was just the best player on both sides of the ball. Right. Um, and that and team was like a 500 team which is crazy. That's yeah. like, they were relevant for the first half of the year. Then it's like, okay, the all-star break. Now let's focus on the teams that are good. And it's like, Oh, where are the angels? Oh, they're like 10 games below 500. You're like, wait, what? Yeah. We finished that season 77 and 85 and fourth. And last. That's crazy. Like that's, crazy. I also, I also think Shohei got robbed last year with Aaron oh, judge. I, I, I know Aaron judge did his thing, but like, quite frankly, like, to have somebody on the value contract that Shohei is on to pitch at a Cy Young level or close to it mm -hmm. while also being an absolute banger. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know. And I, don't I still know. don't think, cause judge's whole argument was, yes, he broke the AL home run record. They kept saying the home run record. No, he broke the AL home run record, which is mm -hmm. phenomenal. Like hit a bunch yeah. of home runs. Awesome. It, but they kept talking about war and how like Otani was less than judge in war. But I mm -hmm. still don't think that war does Otani justice. Mm -hmm. Like 
I it's it's hard because if you I think it was um, if you combine his his pitching and his batting war, he has like four or five points over Judge last yeah. season. Yeah, and like and that's that's where it's hard is um, you focus on these stats on one side of the ball, but you have a player that is on more than just one side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where like Otani just breaks baseball there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause you want to look at, yeah, exactly. You yeah. want to look at all these other guys and they're like, yeah, they're having phenomenal seasons, but then Shohei is just doing Shohei things. Yeah. And that's just, it, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to keep mm-hmm. Shohei not out of an MVP type of conversation. Yeah. Also. And then as a, if you're giving out an MVP award, do you just give it to Shohei every year? Like, doesn't that get boring? Like, isn't there something of, oh, yeah, Judge hit, broke the record. That's why he got the MVP. Oh, this person did that. That's why he, like, the year that Trout was a rookie and then Miguel Cabrera wins the Triple Crown. Well, it's Mm -hmm. like, he won the Triple Crown. Like, that's not something that's been done since the 70s. Like, maybe there's a reason for it. And I'm all I'm doing is giving the other side of it. But... If you just, oh, yeah, the MVP goes to Shohei because he pitches and hits. Like, okay, well, that's boring. Like, I don't know. I guess it doesn't matter. But, I I, mean, do we just give the trophy to him for the next however long he can do both? I mean, if if you've got a pitcher, though, who's pitching at an ace level, mm -hmm. who you know is going to go out there every five days and get you a dub, as long as Mm -hmm. you don't, you know, crap the bed. Mm-hmm. And then you've got a guy who's going to then turn around and bat in the lineup every day and hit a home run once every four or five days, you know, hits 280. Where's he at right now? 280? He's hitting over Close. three. Okay, Dang. sorry. You're going to hit over 300. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> like We forgot he's a video game. It's like these are these are like these are like superhuman levels. Yeah. And I just it's. I'm of the mindset that the MVP should be a meritocracy and that the best man should win. I also believe that the MVP should actually go to the most valuable player. Mm-hmm. And so if you've got a guy who is making $40 million, well, yeah, he should be, he should be putting up the numbers, but what about the guys like Orlando Arcia, who we are paying $1.7 million mm-hmm. and he is going out of his mind Mm-hmm. You know, that would make baseball more interesting, but we don't, Ooh, that's a different conversation. So we'll create a, a stat for like war per million? War per dollar. War per, mm-hmm. dang, oh, I like this. That's but then what now I'm it, saying. See, it, it's funny that you say that as well for the RCA situation is the fact of kind of getting off to Ronald Acuna, because I feel like eventually we're going to talk about Ronald Acuna, but just a quick sidebar. He's this guy listens to the show. Seventeen million dollars a season. Mm-hmm. He's playing the way he's playing at seventeen million dollars. That is that's insane. Absolutely insane to me. And like that's that just blows my mind. So if there's any like bright side that I can tell you as an Angel fan, it's that when the Angels decide to trade Otani. At least you've got a wizard in Perry Manassian who's who's followed under Alex Anthopoulos, who's worked underneath him. You've got exactly. somebody who has laid out a blueprint for how to build a sustainable team. 
Exactly. And hopefully at some point, Artie Moreno gets his head and pulls it out of his tail mm-hmm. so that then we can actually have a competent team that's going to make waves and be interesting and, I don't know, just yeah. get things and done right. I definitely, I've, I've 100% enjoyed Perry Manessa as the GM. Like, when we started going down, or when, or, sorry, when the Angels start going down. as You can call them we. Year. You're cool. It's um, cool. You can call them we. We accept Don't all teams here. Except for the <laughs> Phillies and the Mets. That's true. true. They're unacceptable. That's true. We ain't going <laughs> to talk about them. Not in that light, anyway. Um, <laughs> we may talk about them, but it's more talking about how the Mets, how are they doing? Oh, how they're in fourth place. They're 17 Mets and a half games. Match. Yeah, Mets, every year we always say Mets. <laughs> um, but what Perry's done for the team is fantastic. Uh, like was it in uh, was it Zach Neto went down, Anthony Rendon went down. Within a week, he went out. He traded for Eduardo Escobar. He traded for mm-hmm. Mike Mustakis. Like mm-hmm. he is very much on the trigger and ready. And mm-hmm. like that's what I really enjoy about. Perry the most it's like he knows how to make a winning ball club like he went out he got Hunter Renfro like mm-hmm. he got these very key players like Mickey Moniak has been a star and we gave away Noah Syndergaard for him mm-hmm. like that's that's still crazy and then yeah the ghost of Noah exactly and <laughs> the shell of what used to be and like despite Logan O'Hoppy's injury like when he comes back he's gonna be great he was great mm. to the beginning of the season to, and when the injuries happen, mm. injuries happen. But like the future looks bright under Perry because he knows how to build a baseball team. It is just mm. the fact of is are they going to spend money? Mm. That's what's tough. And I think that's what's holding. That's why I think Perry's a lot more active in the trade market because um, mm. Moreno's not wanting to spend money. Yeah. So I. Okay, you're the Angels. You've got some series coming up against. I were I'm. You've got series coming up against Pittsburgh, Detroit, Toronto, and then the Braves. Mm-hmm. In theory, you should win the Pittsburgh series. You should win the Detroit series if you can take two out of three against Toronto. And let's just say, Sweet. we'll give you. T- We'll give you two out of three against the Braves because we're we'll feeling generous. We'll take one out of three. <laughs> so you give yourself the, like, okay, we can do this. But I don't know. I guess, yes, you are close enough. And this is the I the fact that they swept the Yankees mm-hmm. is probably potentially the worst thing that could have happened if mm-hmm. – they're wanting if they're going to be realistic this is i'm coming from a cynical perspective now yeah. i'm sorry yeah. um because i don't believe that shohei will be an angel next year i think mm-hmm. he knows what it looks like to be an angel he understands that being here is not conducive to long-term winning because he's got a, a head upstairs that doesn't know what the heck he's doing and so unfortunately um if he leaves what my question is is what happens to Trout? Do is Trout going to be okay being the guy who's never made a peep about losing? Is he going to be okay with yeah, I'm cool with seventy five and eighty, whatever? 
Like, oh, yeah, I'm cool with, like, being just all right. Or is he at some point going to say, all right, guys, like, we just watched the best talent in baseball get out of here. And I'm still here, still have only been in the playoffs once, never won a game in the playoffs. But I'm cool. I'm cool. Like, I don't need to win. It's cool. Like, Mickey Mouse is fun. I like living in Southern California. Or is he eventually going to say, like, all right, dude, you guys are making me look bad. Like, I got to go, too. Like, what do you do then? legacy i think it's like that that's tough because i mean if um if y'all watch the was it it was the interview him and mookie Betts had Mm -hmm. and mike asking mookie if the world baseball classic was what it was like to be in the playoffs was the most saddening thing i'd heard because it's like you have one of the or for over the past 10 years or so you have one of the best players in baseball and he has one playoff appearance to his show for it mm-hmm. to where we got swept. Mm-hmm. He did so, it a home run though. He had one that hit. That's true. But like, he does not have a playoff win under his jacket. Mm-hmm. And I think it comes to the point of if I feel like it's an if and when situation. Show Haley's mm-hmm. where the front office is either going to have a giant wake up call mm-hmm. and hopefully trout is the one giving that wake up call of mm-hmm. just like you said, the best talent out there left us. Mm-hmm. And like, and I'm guessing the way this season's probably going to end is we're probably going to hover around 500. Mm-hmm. We're either going to make a wild card spot or just barely miss it. Mm-hmm. That's my guess. Cause I definitely don't think we're taking the West. There's no way Texas is on a roll. And mm-hmm. Houston's always going to be creeping behind them. So I think we just need to focus on the wild card. Mm-hmm. Um, but that also comes into the factor of like, is the wild card enough mm-hmm. to make Trout happy in that aspect? Yeah. Yeah. Because they can, they can flip it on a dime and be like, well, technically you made the playoffs. Like, no, it's expanded wild card. If yeah. we didn't have expanded wild card, we wouldn't even be in the conversation. Yeah, we would have been out. Exactly. So I point. think I think that Trout, after this season, if and when Shohei leaves, mm-hmm. needs to needs to chart be the charge mm-hmm. and be the locker room leader and be mm-hmm. like, hey, like, yes, this is going to be a giant hole that's going to be needing to be filled, mm-hmm. but. Let's take, like, in terms of free agency, let's take the money we would have spent on him and go mm-hmm. out there, get some big names, get some get get some talent over here to mm-hmm. fill that gap. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it's Trout's got to got to be the one taking that charge. Okay. Um, I don't think he should sit back and um, do anything anymore because okay, um, or doing anything in terms of just sitting back and taking losses left and right. And yeah. Um, and I think partial of what this free agent or this next um, off season goes into is mm-hmm. we need to have a general ma- or a, not a general manager, a, a manager that's mm-hmm. competent. Yeah. So um, you're tired of the, the Phil Nevin show. Phil Nevin is terrible <laughs> that I, there's, I, I always think of the factor of um, I love Ron Washington. Mm-hmm. He's ours. You can't have him. 
<laughs> I know. And that's what makes me <laughs> sad. But he he said, I think it was like two years ago, he was open to um, going back to managing teams. And mm-hmm. I was like, you stick Ron Washington with that young core mm-hmm. of a group and see what he's done with the Braves? Mm-hmm. Like, that's going to be perfect. But it could probably no, build a heck of no, an infield. It would be so ugly. It would be so <laughs> ugly. It would be terrible. It would be awful. Don't try it. <laughs> but at the same time, you can't get rid of windmill wrong. So that's no, yeah. no, we like our windmills. We <laughs> love our windmills here because it's so hot. We got to have that AC. Um, but hey, we're going to take a, a quick break and then we're going to come back, talk some Shohei speculation, some landing spots, some uh, potential packages, and then we're going to. We're going to get to talking about the Braves because that's why we're here. Yeah. It's ranting and angeling. Ranting and angeling. You can't see it. (laughs) (laughs) The wings. Exactly. The wings. All right. Take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we are back with our special guest, Brennan Doyle, uh, being our Angels representative on the show today. Um, Talking Shohei Otani. Obviously, I think we all believe he is he is gone at this year's deadline the real question is where and for how much eric where does shohei land and for how much oh man so i think there's some talked about options that are out there i think the giants are a team that's gonna make a push for him i know the dodgers are interested but i think they're probably out the Yankees are a really interesting team, but I think after the Angels thumped them, that's probably less likely. I would love to see the Orioles make a push. I think the Orioles are really fun and exciting. Obviously, I'd love to see the Braves make a shot, take a shot. I don't think he's going to the Mariners. I'd be pissed if he goes to the Astros because they're like the worst team in the world. Um trying to think if there's anyone else that's like oh that would be a really fun interesting team the reds would be fascinating but that's never gonna happen but yeah so i probably just scooped up all the options but those are kind of overview of where we're thinking brendan any rumblings any news any like where you're wanting to poach some prospects from um i definitely think the the, the the three spots that pique my interest um, are the Reds, the Orioles, and the Giants. Um, I feel like those three teams can give the best, the best return. And it's like, and that's the thing about it too, is I, I don't. No matter what we get, I think it's going to be like, it's it's hard to measure up to Otani's value. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I think that's fair. Because like I. If if I were the Angels, like you got to if if you're going like the Reds route, um, obviously the Reds are never gonna get rid of La De La Cruz. Mm-hmm. There's no way the way he's playing, like it's it would. That's be the stupid. reason you make the move. That's the reason you make the move. Exactly. Um, but like their their whole team is full of these young guys that are really solid and have really proved themselves. Um, mm-hmm. granted it is the NL central. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a proving ground no matter what. Um, mm-hmm. but like, I think that's good. Um, and I think the Orioles could make a big push just based off of the one thing I feel like they are lacking the most is that ace caliber mm-hmm. pitcher. 
Mm-hmm. I feel like they're just getting by with what they got. Um, mm-hmm. And like, as much as I don't want to see Shohei go, the fact mm-hmm. of that could be of him pitching to Adley Rushman mm-hmm. would be insane. Just the mm-hmm. way of Adley changes the game behind the plate and you have mm-hmm. a player like Otani on the mound. Mm-hmm. I think that would be, that would be great for Baltimore. Mm-hmm. It'd be fun for baseball. Oh yeah. I mean, Baltimore's a really cool viewing experience too. Like the bricks in the outfield, um, their orange the jerseys the look great. Like, I think it'd be really fun. I think that would be a really cool landing spot. I heard the Rays could make a push. Like, what is baseball? This is crazy. No way. I think there's no way the Rays pull that off. I think the Rays have too many injuries. Hmm. To the point where, like, if they do that, um, I feel like they give away too much and they're going to sink themselves. Mm, that's interesting. That's an interesting. And then the Giants, they've got some interesting guys. And I don't know, that would be a fun spot, too. Yeah. Cal, thoughts? I have lots. I have many. I think the three most realistic landing spots in order of viability... I think it's the Yankees. I think because they have the trade capital and they also have an unlimited budget Mm -hmm. and he matches the profile of the kind of player that they want. Now Mm -hmm. it's a bit of a dumpster fire and he Mm -hmm. wants to win and they're not quite, quite there yet. Um, I think the giants, um, I, I think the giants, because number one, I think they do have the prospect capital, I think you'd have a, a lot more prospects than like a Yankees deal. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I think, I think too, and I know I think through this lens is you also have to think through marketing and fan mm-hmm. appeal. San mm-hmm. Francisco has such a high Asian population mm-hmm. that you got to know a guy like that. I mean, Jersey sales in that area are going to explode. Ticket sales mm-hmm. are going to explode. And that's why my third viable option um, I think is the Mariners. I, mm. I I think they're just right there. And I think he's the piece that puts them over the edge mm-hmm. and they are still in a position, I think budgetarily, mm-hmm. you know, a part of, part of the thing you got to do with this trade is like, okay, are you competitive enough right now to be able to make a push? But, but you're also trading for the ability to have a couple of months of exclusive extension negotiation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's part of the value. And so, yeah, and I think a deal gets done now in a perfect world, my dream. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I, the chances of it happening are slim, mm-hmm. but when I say hashtag show, Hey, TL, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I just, I have to sit there and I go, okay, our depth is not great. Our farm, mm-hmm. according to every report, which those are all political anyway, is not mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. But I go, you add Shohei to this team right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I'll get to my second point in a sec. You, you add him just for this season. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just, I don't know who has the pitching power to stop that lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, um, with Anthopolis Wizardry, Mm-hmm. I just have to wonder. I know everybody's talking about Shohei is going to get the largest contract in baseball history and mm-hmm. this and that, yada, yada. But I just have to wonder with a guy like that. 
I mean, he at no point has he talked about the money. Mm-hmm. All he's talked about is winning. Mm-hmm. And you sell the guy on like a, you sign, here's a 12 year deal, 23 million a year, right? Because Anthopolis refuses to go over 23 million. I'm sure he'd make an exception. I, and he, and he might, he might, <laughs> but I'm saying I'm, but, but you, you sign a long-term extension with that guy. Now Atlanta surprisingly has a somewhat high, but we also, we buy our jerseys like crazy. We buy everybody's mm-hmm. jerseys. Mm-hmm. Um, and people, people will show up for that. Now, mm-hmm. I think it's going to cost a ton, mm-hmm. but I think it's doable. Mm-hmm. I think it's doable. Here's and here's here's the package I put in front of the angels, mm-hmm. and say, you know, let's let's talk. Um, and it's going to break my heart a little bit, and you're mm-hmm. probably going to be a little bit shocked, but but okay. there's a reason. All right. Um, primary piece. Max Freed. Okay. You send AJ Smith Shaver. Okay. You send Marcelo Zuna. Fine. You send uh oh Von Grissom. Okay. DH of the future. Mm-hmm. And Ambioris Tavares. Okay. And I, I think don't hate it. I think. At that point, the value trade is there. Now, I mean, I, I could throw in some more prospects too. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind. Mm-hmm. Our, our farm system, I think, is better than most people get credit for. Mm-hmm. Um, but Max Fried is <laughs> going to be a free agent at the end of next year. Mm-hmm. He's going out to Anaheim or to LA or to one of those West Coast teams anyway. So mm-hmm. now they've got over a year to work out an extension to go, Hey, you want to pitch on the West coast? You're already here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you send Ozuna, he's been DHing change of mm-hmm. scenery, mm-hmm. you know, his contract's not terrible. And he, mm-hmm. apparently he's a good clubhouse guy. Um, you know, I, I go I, figure. I, I think, <laughs> right, right. You know, it's Ozuna from that. the Braves. It's Ozuna yeah. from the Braves. Um, <laughs> we will never escape that. Um, I just, and, and so my, my curiosity, Brennan is, is you hear a deal like that? Mm-hmm. What, like, what is like, is that something you go, you know what? Like I could be good with that. Or you're like, nah. See, wait, can I give a counter Braves pitch? Okay. As a, so I'm the assistant GM too. So Cal has made his pitch. Eric will also make his pitch. So. Mine will have some similar pieces because there's only so many pieces in the system. But I will start with AJ Smith-Shaver. I'm going to give you one more of the pitching prospects from last year's crop. So let's call it Cole Ritchie, who, or not Cole Ritchie, that's Cole Phillips. Um, Whatever. Um, One of they the pitching Phillips? guys. Owen Murphy? Owen Murphy. Go Owen Murphy. That okay. was the guy I was thinking of. So Owen Murphy, okay. who is a two-way guy coming up, but now he's exclusively a pitcher. Mm-hmm. Um, then Von Grissom because he's the hitter mm-hmm. in the system. Uh, I don't like this, but I'm going to give you Nacho Alvarez. See, I thought about prospect. including Nacho. I thought about it, but I was like, man, I want to, wanna, oh, but yeah, that's probably going to be what it takes. <laughs> Nacho Alvarez, who's from Riverside, so California. Um, instead of Max Freed, I'm including Kyle Wright which gets you an all-star level pitcher and a pitcher with more control 
which means you have more time to both keep the price down, give yourself a competent starting pitcher. The Braves don't have to give up a pitcher that could help them win now, which probably more likely in the on the Braves' end. I might even throw in Mike Soroka because, mm. again, he's a lottery mm. ticket. So we'll stop there. Yeah, so right, Soroka. Um, Nacho we will, Vaughn. Um, yeah, Nacho Vaughn and AJ Smith-Shaver and another pitching prospect. It's a lot of pitching, but it is a lot of good. pitching. Brennan, what are your thoughts? You hear that as an Angels fan. What is your what is your take? So obviously, like I think any primary piece um, of a trade package has to start in the pitching route um, because Shohei's the ace. Um, so you need. I think. I think both um, pitches are viable. Um, and like they're both good in terms of return. Um, mm. And the way Arte Marino has no sense of what the heck a rebuild is, despite he likes Kel's package one. more because he wants freed. Exactly. <laughs> um, I think it's it comes down to Arte Marino's always, despite him never wanting to spend a dime, um, he's never really wanting to put the or never really wanting to put the angels in a rebuild mode hmm. um so that's why he'll go out and sign players way past their prime and hoping that it works um hmm. so that's where i think um having Good. max freed as a center around that would be interesting um mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I think uh, – I feel like either way. Um, I I just think of Shohei Otani on the Braves and Lord in heaven for anybody else that comes against them. Like, that's that's <laughs> just what my thought goes to. I'm just saying that Alex Anthopoulos, Anthopoulos has an opportunity Cause to he's build a – to build the single greatest Major League Baseball dynasty oh, in the history of Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. Because you mm-hmm. have all your key pieces down forever. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody that is key is signed for, what, six, five, six plus years? Sure feels like it. And I, and I know you guys talk about Shohei pitching to um, switching to catcher whose name is... is oh, Adley Rushman. Adley Rutschman, there we go. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Whose sister somehow got more popular than he did because of the home run derby, um, which was super annoying and weird. Um, but Shohei pitching to Sean Murphy, mm. that would be that would be good. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. But anyway, no, I think realistically, it's it's the it's the Giants or the or the Yankees, um, and I think more so the Yankees just because money, but. Neither here nor there. We will be. We will find out in what is it? Nine days? Ten days? Like I think it's the end of the month, right? Yeah. So Too eleven soon. days. It's coming quick. Clock is ticking. Indeed, but we will definitely so we'll see. see. So let's uh, let's pivot a little bit. Uh, talking about the Braves, we are coming off uh, five steaming hot losses, and we avoided the sweep today, albeit mm-hmm. narrowly. Mm-hmm. Um. Not was, coming out of the gates hot. How are we feeling, guys? Yeah. Well, I was going to say this 
earlier today, I was like, you know, my favorite thing to do is to record a podcast knowing we won the game. And thankfully, by the skin <laughs> of our teeth, we can say that. Exactly. It was rough. I mean, by the way, today's show looks, it's like, well, the Angels won three games in a row. So now we're an Angels podcast, right? I guess. <laughs> no, it was rough. Um, those White Sox, like they can they can hit a little bit and they've Play got ball. some pitching and I I think I think the fact that we've put everybody who can pitch in the bullpen on the injured list is probably mm-hmm. hurting us because the bullpen is rough right now. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that affected Strider today too. Because Strider was dominating and looked good, but when he started to show signs of maybe tiring, typically, and this is, I love Snicker. I don't like Snicker for this. He always leaves guys in way too long. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, no. He walked yeah. the first guy and gave up a hit or hit the guy, like, pull him, pull him. Don't say, oh, okay, we just need a double play here. No. That's never what happens. It's no. never what happens. So, well, just the type of pitcher that Strider is, like yeah. double play ball is not his style. Yeah. In terms of like, if you need a pitcher to go out there and get you a double play ball, that's not like no, that's, that's not, not going to be guy. his primary option. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I totally agree with. I think Strider either should have been pulled uh, or should have been pulled after the walk. Um, mm-hmm. Because, I mean, the at-bat with Christian Walker, they got him down 0-2 and then just lost control of the fastball. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what shook him up and gave up the home run. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, I, I definitely think that um, well, the bullpen is um, scary. Mm-hmm. So, question then. Um, how do you guys feel about Rysel Iglesias currently? Disdain, disappointment. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. (laughs) I'm probably a little more forgiving. He is not always consistently awesome, but he's usually good when we need him to be. Like some of his blubs have been against stupid teams. Against teams and games that I'm just, I don't care about this team. Like, I don't care that he walks the bases loaded and blows the lead against the A's because they're the A's. But, like, mm-hmm. when he needs I to buck, when he needs to win, he's usually there. He's not coughing up games against the Mets or the Phillies. Like, when we've needed him, he's been awesome. So I am less concerned. That's kind of where I land. Mm-hmm. Um, I struggle with him. I wouldn't have any issues if Alex Anthopoulos traded for another $13 million um, bullpen arm. Um, looking at you, Josh Hader from the Padres. Come on. You now. wouldn't go after a Roldis Chapman? He's already Roldis gone. He's not they already moved Texas. him. Oh, they did. Yeah. I didn't see that. Where'd he go? He went to he's Texas. in Texas. Oh, of course he's in Texas. And all of a sudden he's back to he's good throwing again. 103. And <laughs> Of course. Uh, Roldis Chapman is the biggest just... He's uh, a ham. Exactly. What a ham. So what like a Aroldis Chapman is the Manny Machado of bullpens. Oh, I agree. Oh, oh I gosh. agree. And now we're back, Eric. Yeah. 
<laughs> um, so looking at the upcoming schedule, um, well, let's let's do, let's do this before we get into the schedule. Let's do this. Trade target. If you could have one one trade target that is not named Otani, who's not named Otani, um, who is it? Quick lightning round. Who is who is your one target? Josh Hader. Josh Hader. Okay. Brennan, who's uh who's the one guy that if you could pick one person for the Braves to go after the trade deadline, who are you going after? Mike keeps going to a ton, but um I think based off of current need, um starting pitching could be an option. Um and then kind of get these guys that we like keep throwing into these starting roles, uh the mm. long relief role. Um Yeah, I think that would be off the top of my head. I'll give you some other ones. Herman Marquez would be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Jordan Jack Montgomery. Flaherty, Jordan Montgomery. Oh, gosh, get me out of here with Jack Flaherty. I hate Jack Flaherty. It, let him rot. Let Jordan. him go. Let him go to the go to the Cubs or some bum team. You say get that, him. but a change of scenery. I let him change his scenery someplace else. Let him change okay. scenery. All right. So I would much rather have Jordan Montgomery for the record. Mm-hmm. Um, oh Dylan C. I don't trust those White Sox guys. No, like those guys are all so inconsistent, mm-hmm. and you could just as easily get a gem, but just as easily get a turd from the White Sox. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at this year of like Dylan Cease's, but he finished second, second or third in Cy Young voting. Looked phenomenal, and then this year it's it's what happened. Yeah, and you look at the same with like Lance Lynn, mm-hmm. where it's it, it's definitely inconsistencies. Um, yeah, Lance Lynn's been knocking on the doors of retirement for like a hundred years, though. Exactly. Like I remember Lance Lynn being awesome when I was in college, and I was in college like ten years ago. That's fair. That's like, fair. Throwing his bowling balls like uh, I don't know. Um yeah. Eduardo Rodriguez mm. from the Tigers would be interesting. He's got a lot mm. of money on his deal, so I think that's mm. probably thinks. less likely. Um do you go after because Blake Snell is an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season? Do you go after he's it's 10 million, his contract's 10 million. Mm-hmm. Do you I don't I don't because the haul that it's going to take to get Blake Snell is not going to be fun. Like they're going to poach ever. They're going to take like three pitching prospects from you for Blake Snell. If you can get him for not AJ Smith Shaver and like Ambiores Tavares, cool, done. Mm -hmm. It's yours. But like, but that won't happen. (laughs) Yeah, my fear is it's going to be AJ Smith Shaver. Plus something else, plus something else, and I'm just like, no, I don't want that because then he's going to be awesome in San Diego or someplace else. Um, how about um, Juan Soto? Nope. Like, is that something we can talk about? Nope. Don't want it. Oh, I I, I forgot. You hate defense, or you hate his defense. You wouldn't take don't it. Don't want anyway. it. Don't. Juan Nacho it. Alvarez for Juan Soto? Not a chance. <laughs> you couldn't pay me enough to trade for Juan Soto. I <laughs> no, absolutely not. I don't care how good his bat is. 
I see that man's defensive metrics and those highlights, low lights, and I just go, exactly. no, thank you. No, thank you. I don't care. He was way overblown when he was coming up on free agency trade deadlines and stuff. And now we put him on a competitive team or it should have been a competitive team and, mm. and look at him now. Yeah. Mm. So unless we can lowball somebody for like a guy that the Padres are going to DFA after we trade him, um, I want nothing to do with him. Or if we needed, if we want to left like a DH, like if mm. we swap, give, give, give them Marcelo Zuna and we take Soto. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. let Marcel the... Vaughn and a pitching prospect. Sure, and and as long as Soto doesn't have to play the outfield, I I might be okay with that. Otherwise, terrible thing is he will he'll end up playing left field regularly, which will break my heart. Um, if he if he winds up here, and I'll cry. But you know mm-hmm. what? At the end of the day, that's a move that Anthopolis makes because that's what he does. He does the unexpected. I mean, he did always put Jorge, the unexpected. He did put Jorge Soler in right field for a long time, and we did fine. Same thing with what's his name, Jock Peterson. Neither of those guys are defensive savants. So no, but none of those guys also look as bad as Soto looks when he absolutely fails. <laughs> I want nothing to do with Juan Soto. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Yeah, I um, think it's it's not worth the flight risk. Nope, not a chance. Um, so let's close this way. Five games coming up this week. We got three at Milwaukee with the Brewers, and then we've got a quick little uh, two night stand with the Red Sox in Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, record predictions. Uh, Eric, let's start with you, and then we'll close with Brennan. I think this is a four game four and one set. I think we take two of three and then we sweep Boston because I don't think Boston's real. I think Boston's overrated. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah. No, I I think we're going four and one. Um, I, but I I actually think we'll we'll do um, I think we'll do a three game sweep of the Brewers because I'm not impressed by them. And I think we'll mm-hmm. split in Boston because we got another series with the Brewers coming up after that. It just happens mm-hmm. to be in Atlanta. Um, yeah. Anyways, Brennan closing with you. Um, I think definitely four and one. I think, uh, I think two or three from Milwaukee and then sweet Boston. Uh, Max Freed, I believe is scheduled to come back in that Boston series. If I am, Let's go. Might be wrong about that, but he made Let's his, you're not, I think uh, his last rehab start was today, I believe. Mm. Um, but he's looked good through his rehab. His two mm-hmm. rehab starts previous have been shut down innings. Granted, it's rehab. So, um, mm-hmm. But there is the possibility of him coming back for that. Um, what was it? That series against the Reds. Um, fun. Or we save him for Anaheim. And he can make his rehab or make his Angels debut mm. with the Angels. The future team. The <laughs> um, we'll do a locker room trade. He'll pitch exactly. for the Braves in we'll the do first what we game. Did. And then we'll trade him. And then he can pitch. Well, he won't pitch, but he'll look pretty in an Angels oh, uniform the next day. Sure. Exactly. We'll just do what we did with Mike Moustakis. We'll just mm. somehow score 25 runs against one of the best teams in baseball. And then just <laughs> steal a player like we did <laughs> like what you do in like love nba it. street and exactly. the and all those games um love i it. just looked it up or uh freed's rehab outing got pushed due to weather 
Um, but they're saying if everything still goes according to plan, he's expected to rejoin the big league rotation within the next week. Ooh, I so like this. Definitely, if he misses the Boston series, probably coming back for either the Angels or the second round against Milwaukee. Hmm. Well, that will be fun. That'll be fun. Gentlemen, any parting words before we uh, we put a bow on this thing? I've got a game quick to play if nobody else has parting words. I think I'm good. I've I've got no parting words, but I'm I'm here for a quick game. Okay, so um we talked about how the Angels score 25 runs and steal player from your team, which made me think of old sports video games. So mm. Kel, Brennan, mm. myself. I definitely played a fair amount of sports video games mm-hmm. in my time. Um, what are some of the sports video games that you liked playing as a kid? NCAA 14. Ooh, that is a good one. Do you still play that? No, because I can't find a copy that works, and they're like $100 on the black market. I got so lucky. I downloaded a copy from my Xbox. Is the only I have like two games on my Xbox, but that's one of them. And the cartridge or the thing that opens the, the disc won't open. So I can still play that game, but I can't play any of my other Xbox games. But I am able to play that one. So I'm really lucky. Man. That's hard. I, I feel your pain. Brennan? Um, what was it? I'm trying to think of. Um, I mean, backyard baseball. That's classic. Classic. That's mm. classic. Um, Adios, baseball. <laughs> Bring us back to the old days. Exactly. Um, Pablo Sanchez, man. The real OG. And the myth, the legend, Pablo Sanchez. I may need to try to find some of that old music. I might have to to download this podcast. I might have to torrent that. Listen, if we could get the Pablo Sanchez theme music for this podcast. Let me see what I can do. Let me see. Let's make it happen. And start it right here. <laughs> that would be great. That would be great. Um man, Pablo Sanchez, that was that was great. He's great. Um you have a favorite baseball video game? Uh, Brandon, you gave us backyard baseball, Cal. Um I really liked MLB the show before they really started overemphasizing the the Diamond Dynasty. Because yeah. it was oh, just it sense. was just good. But and triple play, triple play, triple baseball. play was fun. Triple play was fun. Um, I, I King Griffey one. Oh, that one was a great one. That was a good one. I still have that on my N64. I loved All Star Baseball 2004, mm-hmm. which was like my early dive into fan franchise mode. And it doesn't have the same kind of me- mechanics as they do now, but it had all of the best, like really inside 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 baseball like rule five was in there and things like that I was mm. like, this is cool like I, I just loved its depth it was that was a great game those those are good times those are good times and then did you guys ever play nhl hits i did not i couldn't bring myself to play hockey is that because they'd already taken care of the or gotten rid of the thrashers or were the thrashers still that, around that may that may may or may not have been <laughs> I'm like I'm sorry. Been part of it. I'm always pouring salt but, in the. But just I'm open, sorry. just open that wound again, Eric. That's fine. 
you just know. open it. So just cut deep real quick. Oh, gosh, I'm sorry. Okay, we got a shot at another franchise. They're building, so Ooh, we'll see. That's fun. We'll that's see. Fun. That's that's but, cool. But you can never go wrong with Wii Sports Baseball. No, Wii Sports no, you can't. Baseball's fun. That was fun. It's, it's it's a good time. It's a good time. Have you, you know guys... what else? Oh yeah, go. Let's say low key. It's gonna like probably totally descend this conversation to chaos. But Mario Tennis. Ooh, that's a good Mario one. Tennis. That was a banger. That was a good <laughs> one. You that's guys a really play the good... the Mario baseball game. Mario Superstar. I never game. had that one, but I never had it. it. But it looked fun. I was it. I had the. It was a, I think it was Mario Super Sluggers for the Wii. Uh huh. That that game I played endlessly. Hmm. That's that cool. Was, that was a great one. That's cool. I just started playing Super Mega Baseball, which is also mm-hmm. like kind of weird, but pretty fun. Um, I like that it's got a ton of old, like retired baseball players in it, but it's it's fun. It's weird. It's goofy. It's got the John Boy people in it, which is cool too. Mm. Let me so, see John Boy. It's a fun time. It's a really it's fun good. time. Well, now I've got to up my cart list and buy all these games and now go lose all the <laughs> free time that I thought I had to play all these games. Um, <laughs> but it's great. We'll uh, we'll catch up again, Brennan. Thank you for joining us, being thank our you for Angels liaison. It's a great um, time for my boys Eric Marcus and Brennan Doyle. I am Kellen Key. This is ranting and braving. To all you good people, good night. You Pablo Sandoval music. I'm going to make this happen. Sandoval music. I'm here for it.